welcome to the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a daily show to equip, inform, and inspire educators to teach with less reliance on the textbook through technology, creativity, and innovation. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Let's get started. This is episode 19 of the Ditch That Textbook podcast, and I am here at the Q Conference in Palm Springs, California, and I happen to be sitting right next to Alice Keeler, who is the author of several books. Um, well, and co-author. Co-author of, that's right, of, of Ditch yeah. That Homework. Yes, absolutely. And um, we were just having a conversation about math a little bit ago, and um, just sort of about a missing piece of the the whole conversation in math, which happens to be conversation. Is that fair to say? Yeah, conversation. I, I saw this incredible presentation this weekend. These sixth graders, oh my gosh, these sixth graders were doing the presentation at this math conference, and they were blowing my mind away, number one, with the amount of confidence they had to be... Te- the kids are like, yeah, we're just excited here to share with these adult teachers. And I, I just... That alone was the most blind-blowing, but what gave them that confidence was that in their math class, they regularly engage in mathematical conversations. Mm-hmm. And so the cool thing was it was a Socratic seminar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were using the three-act math from Dan Meyer, mm-hmm. and the teacher just was totally hands-off. There was a gummy bear challenge. Like, here's a regular tiny gummy bear, a regular gummy bear, and a super-sized gummy bear. And they had to determine how they would figure out how many regular gummy bears you would have to eat to eat one super-sized gummy bear. So the teacher plays this video and then basically is Mm hands-off. And the students are vigorously debating and almost Mm -hmm. screaming at each other in a positive way, Mm -hmm. where they're really supporting and encouraging each other's ideas. Mm -hmm. I, I am still, like just blown away and noticing how much attention they pay to the details and respecting each other's opinions, yeah. but still debating mathematical ideas. And I thought yeah. to myself, man, I failed. <laughs> I, I never, ever had my students yelling like, no, this is how I would work right. it out, you know, in a, in a passioned mathematical reasoning. Yeah. And But we know conversations are powerful. Yeah, yeah. Right? Conversations are one of the most, if you look at uh, John Handy's research, one of the things that's very high is number talks. Okay. You know, t- and then classroom discussion. Mm-hmm. Both of those are really high for learning. So mm-hmm. why are we not having more right. of that conversation? Okay, so along that line, if you've got a more traditional teacher that just is kind of having a hard time wrapping their brain around that like where would I get started with that what would you tell that teacher do you think so what many things you need to follow Joe Bowler that (laughs) I know it's it's my everyone around me is like uh yeah let's just say Joe Bowler all the time but yes drinking the Kool-Aid Joe Bowler obviously uh promotes the number talks and so getting some ideas around that you know like the dot card thing that she does with students and having them talk out what strategy they would use so instead of just throwing out here's how you would do it is you start with how do you think you would do it and it just allows students I like the five E's lesson plan model engage explore and explain comes third so without really diving deep into the five E's lesson plan model what if we just thought explain comes third yeah okay so like can you can you put something up that students can make observations this is kind of a trend in math what do you notice what do you wonder Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just get them to start noticing things and you still explain still do your regular lesson but start the lesson by having students share ideas that's yeah. an easy way to start yeah yeah absolutely and see i i think i could come up with arguments against this too but of course you've got the the teachers that would say oh but i don't have the time i don't have time because i've got so much stuff to cover but 
you know, like I said, I think I could come up with some stuff too, but what would you tell them? I'd like to know what you say. Oh. <laughs> uh, covering is not teaching, right? So we, right, only exactly. 9% of the adult population has number sense. Mm-hmm. And so if we really talk about what's the purpose of math, I know we used to say, I t- I have, I'm a high school math teacher, I have a degree in math. Oh, but we're teaching you critical thinking. No, no, we're not. The entire math book is DOK1 with a little bit of DOK2. Yeah. When we do procedural step following, when we do the thinking for the students, we're robbing them of the opportunity to really experience mathematics. Exactly. Yeah. And so when we start by asking, just my quick and dirty, start a lesson with students thinking. Yeah. Figure out what they can figure out without you, and I hope the answer is a lot. Because kids, are, <laughs> right? Thank goodness. Yeah. I don't have to do everything, but that zone of proximal development yeah. is you take them further. Yeah. So yeah. it you know it's that's where your value is in taking them further. Mm-hmm. First allow them to think out things. And you know what the best thing is is when they're wrong. Right. Or anybody's wrong. Right. Because as Joe Baller says, it's a much more interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, well, why do you think that? And you're de- yeah. it's not that you're dumb. You were thinking and that yeah. allows us to dive into your thought process and develop them as thinkers. Yeah. Well, the best movies have conflict, you know? It's not like, you know, happy and sunshine and rainbows the whole time. There's a problem to be solved. And there's, I mean, there's an inherent interest. There's, There's an interesting part of solving a problem is that there's something that needs to be taking, there are un- tied up ends, you know, yeah. there are loose ends. And as a, as people, we want to try to try to figure that out. Right. Right. And that's, what's so interesting about Dan Meyer's three act math is it does exactly that is yeah. what, what's the conflict? What do you wonder here? Where, what could we figure out? What could we do with this? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. All right. So there's one specifically for you math teachers out there. Maybe this is the opportunity to start to engage in a little bit of conversation before we start getting into the nuts and bolts. Here's a quick voice message from Alex Adams. You can find him on Twitter at Coach Adams PE, and he's talking about how he can use podcasting potentially in the classroom. Alex, take it away. Hey, Matt. Uh, this episode, I think, uh, is what kind of pushed me over the edge to start my own podcast. And I uh, just want to thank you for that inspiration. And uh, very easy to create a podcast and fun uh, to play around with the Anchor app. Um, going to also uh, try to use this with my students and their 20-time projects that we started doing and use it as a way for them to reflect and uh, share what they're learning and thinking about. Um, might interview some of my students, and um, this might be a nice, easy way to kind of share what we're doing in our class. But I just want to say thank you, and I uh, just appreciate all that you do. All right, later, man. Thanks for listening to the Ditch That Textbook podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love it, be sure to leave a review and rating on iTunes to help others find the show. Thanks for listening, and happy ditching.